You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Pogues, uh, as the Denzel Washington of our friendship, I am happy to be here. I mean, you wish you were Denzel. Uh, come on, I'm definitely Denzel. No, because one, that would make me Mark Wahlberg, which I would kill myself. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but for you to be Denzel, you'd have to be sort of like you know, quietly and, like, coolly bitter and sort of, like, bring this, like, wisdom to... Fuck, you're Denzel. Shit! I wish I... Even even I'm not saying I'm Denzel. I mean... This this Uh, movie just reminded me, once again, where I'm just like, I think I'll watch any movie Denzel Washington is in. Even if I don't enjoy it, I'm just thinking, boy, Denzel's a good actor. I think we're gonna have to prepare our listeners for an episode where we talk about how much we like Denzel and how much we don't like the movie. (laughs) It is also like, in fact, I think that's the episode. Thanks for checking in this week. Uh, We're that was two guns. (laughs) Me and Ben are now going to go through Denzel's movies and rate them how much we like them. You you can join us on our other podcast, Denzel Washington, where we watch all the Uh, Denzel movies. (laughs) I hate it. I hate it, but I love it. I would, in all honesty, I would do a podcast where we just watched it. Oh, yeah. Watched. I mean, I, the Magnificent Seven's a terrible movie, and I watched it, and, like, I've always seen, like, two-thirds of it, and the whole time I just thought, boy, Denzel's too good to be in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which is my thought about the safe house, now that I think about it, and two guns. Well, he's just sort of, I mean, like, he sort of entered into this era of just like cool badass. It's just what he's like. He's just like riding it from like movie to movie, and it you know it works. It was also insane as I thought in my head that Denzel Washington has been in like a hundred movies since this movie came out, but really it's only been like five. No, it, like, it's I, been more than that, but it is like a, a much smaller amount because this movie is shockingly recent. Yeah, twenty thirteen. Uh, it surprised me. I thought this was like. The vibe I got, like, right at the beginning was, like, early 2000s. You know what I mean? Well, my thought was, yeah, that this would have been, like, a movie he took before, like, Training Day or something. Or, like, right after, before, like, Training Day came out. People were like, oh, fuck, Denzel Washington is an amazing... You know what I mean? Like, before he was in something, like, Hurricane or, or, like, Remember the Titans or something. You know what I mean? Like, movies that, like, really made him Denzel Washington... And yeah, then to this, find out this came out after, like, most of his really good movies is very shocking. This super-duper felt like an early 2000s cop movie. You know what I mean? Because, like, yeah. like the Fast and the Furious movies, like, got people into, like, undercover cop movies again. And they, they did, like a, like, a bunch of, like, just, like, vague takes on the same premise. Um, and, and that's what this movie felt like. So the fact that it came out in 2013... Uh, yes. it's shocking. At one, Shock- point, I mean- at one point, they make a joke about a car being from the 2010s, and I was like, "Oh shit! When did this movie come out?" <laughs> That's just a note I had. I was like, "Oh fuck! When did like, this movie for your reference, come out?" In the in the MCU, Thor: Dark World came out that the same year. So it doesn't feel like that that these that these should share. You know, like share a time frame. It just doesn't it, it's, seem that it's way. very odd. Um, just trying to look to see too where this was in Mark Wahlberg's career because like this feels like it should be earlier in his career. Not that he's like a good actor, 
but this definitely feels like when he still wasn't sure how you act like he was this, unaware well, yeah, of like it, what acting is i mean he's pre- fucking atrocious it's pretty early on i mean he's uh i don't know 20... he's been in a lot of stuff i know now. i mean yeah he would have been in the, the department no you're right I, I, I was thinking of something else he he's he's like a bit role in the I'm department sorry. though it's hard to I'm sorry. I, just, score, score skates I cracked open his show. imdb to look up his roles and I, I i just scrolled too far to the marky mark and the funky bunch uh section and i lost it a little bit <laughs> i'm sure i'm surprised he hasn't tried to have that like expunged from his imdb you know he's very angry about it who um yeah, but but so so he's done like a lot. I mean, he's been in the the Departed at this point. Uh, Brothers, like you know. He's, yeah, I mean, he's, he's terrible in like this Max Payne. Like I said, the Departed. He's not in it very much, and he's got like like the Happening. He's not particularly good in. But but yeah, that one's not his fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like this felt like the other guys, which was I thought the problem was Mark Wahlberg didn't know how to do comedy, but like in this movie. There's two things that are very noticeable about Mark Wahlberg's performance. One, he he is talking way too loud, no matter what the scene is. Whether it's like a casual diner conversation, a phone call, two people sitting in a room. He's like constantly raising his voice for no reason. And the other thing that sticks out is he is trying, like, it's as if someone off camera has a gun to his wife's head and is like, you have five seconds to deliver this entire monologue, or we're gonna. He is saying his lines with no pauses between lines, but and, yeah, and like no inflection. Right. He's just there's a point like earlier in the movie. I wrote it down and I I can't find my notes, but he says something, and there's clearly supposed to be like a beat, like you know, like at one point too. And later in the movie, he even says something like, you know, there's only three inches between your shoulder and your heart. You think I missed? When have you ever seen me miss? But the way he delivers it is, there's only three inches between your heart and your shoulder. You, you think I missed? Have you ever seen me miss? When have you ever seen me miss? It's like, dude, calm the fuck down. <laughs> like, yeah, you know that, like, he has, like, no... He's speed running this movie. But the but it's not his fault either. The pace of this film was as if the director... His fault. <laughs> I think I think the director of this film thought they were going to get canceled mid-filming. You know what I mean? Like, because this whole movie moves at a breakneck pace like uh, every to twist nowhere. has to come within 20 seconds of the next twist and none of it is satisfying i'm, I'm don't get me wrong but like <laughs> they're just it, like hurtling from one scene to the next well, here's here's like the bad thing too is so the trailer explains the premise of the, the entire movie so yeah. the first quote unquote twist is not a twist like when Wahlberg turns on him, not a twist you showed it in the trailer the second twist is that Wahlberg is being hunted by the people he thought he was helping. Not a twist, because you showed it in the trailer. The third twist of the girlfriend dating that guy is so obvious from the moment they introduce both characters that it's not a twist either, because it's just like, yeah, obviously, she's she's the guy she's meeting is definitely going to be the Navy guy. And it takes them an entire movie to figure it out. So it's, like, really bizarre that, like, they put all these twists in, most of them are spoiled by a trailer, and the only one that's still in it is like, eh, and doesn't really matter. Doesn't really come up, you know. It's it's very bizarre. No, uh, total agreement. Uh, <laughs> I could talk about this fucking movie. I, I, what shocked me most is that this movie kicked off like a pretty cliche buddy oh, cop. The movie. the first. The first like five minutes of the diner is like 
I imagine it was like a part of a script someone wrote for like a how to like how to write a screenplay and this is like the what's wrong with this screenplay part of the class where they like can't you the first five minutes and people are like well this is really dumb why are they arguing about what to have for breakfast for seven minutes like this seems like too long i've also never been more frustrated for a server in my entire life like i i, I when i'm ordering food and like someone is like not done yet like my anxiety level like starts to starts to slowly climb and i'm like this person has a job to do come on uh, so this sequence irritated me immensely. But what I was talking about a second ago is that this movie has like a buddy cop vibe straight into like, oh, sudden twist. And then moves on to decide to be a less realistic action film than the movie Face Off. <laughs> Which is to say that all of the events that they and sort of consequences that should be coming their way never do and every scenario that is insurmountable they just sort of like walk into it and then walk away from it effortlessly the other like yeah there there is several times you're just like boy this is really dumb but then like the point there's like three points in the movie where it's just like this is so stupid the one is like when they get captured by the mexican guy it's like that guy's definitely just gonna torture them to death even if they're like we'll get you the money he's gonna be like i don't care uh you know what i mean it was very dumb but like the introduction of the new bad guy with bill paxton who's doing i don't know oh, what i love bill paxton this i love him was too. a struggle this was well, a struggle it's because they they give him lines to be delivered which are terrible they told him to do this weird southern accent and then they're like at one point we're gonna have you repeat the line you delivered less than 15 minutes before in the same movie so we're gonna need you to say it way too quick so it loses all like he the second time he says it you can tell the director was like get through this really quick because we already made you say it and so like it loses any like threat to it because he's just saying it too quick but they introduce him and it turns out he's the cia and they want this money back and it's really important it's so important that they murder a dea agent like i i get that the cia is i guess it's supposed to be the bad guys i didn't understand why they were okay with murdering another law enforcement you know what i mean like it was just very bizarre and then and the movie the movie says get ready for you to like nobody yes well then the thing that's the worst about it is at the end bill paxton's like we got safe houses everywhere it's like then why did you care you murdered a dea agent for what you're like is saying is we're not even that worried about the money you know what i mean it was just such a bizarre and i was like boy this is a really bad like plot line that like you know i i thought it was going to be like the thing was going to be at the end bill paxton was constantly chasing them and they were going to be trying to have to stay like one step ahead of him and he was going to be like the fbi or you know like some hard ass not that he was just going to end up being as bad a criminal as everyone else it was very weird but there's also did you notice this part i thought this was really weird so later in the film when we're we, we spend a lot of time with poppy the drug kingpin from mexico he's constantly like trying to like shame mark Wahlberg and denzel about how americans treat mexicans and it's like all it's like you're a drug kingpin <laughs> like i don't i don't know you can't put those those kind of like accusatory language coming from a person who is like 
a real big problem in Mexico. They don't like drug. They don't like drug kingpins either. It's this. It's a this serious movie... problem in their country. I don't know why I'm like. <laughs> this movie repeatedly took the strangest turns I can imagine, which is to say that it's just what it seems to be is just a movie about undercover cops investigating bank robbery, like a, a bank robbery situation, which is sort of the 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 the. the, the plot of point break right there are yes. bank robbers and then keanu reeves is a secret cop bank robber who joins their squad to ha- to sort of get them caught except this time there's only two people and they're both they're both federal agents well here's the thing and maybe you'll find this controversial but i feel like this could be the storyline could be a good movie the idea yeah. of like two agents operating which i swear there's there's another movie that's like this but then like they they realize they stole money from somebody they shouldn't have and it's way worse and they have to and it could have been a much better movie and a much better action film but instead it's like a comedy where nothing's funny there's no real stakes like you said there's it's just sort of like a really dumb film and like they just kind of like every character is weird you know what i mean like it's just bizarre and there's like bits and that they're like they're all bad sort guys. of committing to every now and then like yeah. they like they bring the the captured mexican like crime lord to to like his girlfriend's garage and like the the motion light keeps going off and i'm yes. like is this a joke that we're doing <laughs> at one point you see mark Wahlberg like raise his hand to activate it and i thought oh shit they're filming in someone's house and it has a motion and they couldn't figure out how to make it stay on. So they were like, you guys just have to keep waving your hands. I was <laughs> but shocked. I know that's not true, but it's just the way he does it. It's like yeah. so offhand that it felt it like felt, they were like, it, it, you got to make it come back on. Casual. But right away, the movie establishes that they're just going to do stuff. They're just kind of going to kind of do things with the characters on screen and then have them just sort of leave and and all yes. of the people they're following or trying to fight are the dumbest worst most like it's that kind of movie where the hero isn't incredible they're just fighting idiots um well, this it's... was demonstrated in the earliest scene when they're they're staking out one of the kingpin's house in a very yes obvious like dodge charger <laughs> and then when the guy drives away they follow him in like if you're like you know what a dodge it's like they're like in like the suburbs everybody in that block looked at was like who's this prick who is this asshole and they revved yeah they revved their engines and then barreled down at the guy they're following and i was like oh and like less than like 20 feet away from him that guy definitely knows he's being followed (laughs) but this is also one of those movies that and this is like a thing that's in a lot of these films where there's like a person in like a high-ranking government position and they're crooked and then you can't figure out why the people are helping them like so at one point the there's a there's a naval off general who's crooked even though he's played like a guy who's like four years older than mark Wahlberg. i don't understand how he like how he became a general that quick but he is crooked and he's going to have, he has like a group of Navy officers with him who are going to murder another Navy officer. And none of them are like, I don't, this doesn't seem right, sir. Why would we kill this guy? So they're all crooked. But then it turns out his plan is to take the money and run away with that girl. So why were they listening to him? Because he clearly wasn't paying them. So what the, like, 
And he has, like, what seems to be an endless amount of them. He has, like, 25 people with him. Why were they helping him when they knew that he was never going to give them the money? It yeah. was very confusing. To try and establish the plot, like, the DEA is investigating a bank they think the cartel is using to Well, no, so here's the actual wander. plot. You ready for it? <laughs> the plot of the movie is Denzel's Washington's character has been trying to get... Uh, something that they can use against Poppy so they can arrest him as a drug kingpin. They know he's a drug kingpin, but there's no evidence. Mark Wahlberg has been working with Denzel because Denzel... I, they never exactly explain why Denzel needs him because he doesn't want to actually rob the bank. He doesn't. He thinks that's a bad idea. Until his uh, boss tells him, I'm going to bring you in because this is taking too long. Which is definitely how they do undercover things. They, they're like, you have one month to infiltrate a, a, a crime syndicate. If you can't give us evidence, we're just going to yank you out. That's that's good undercover work. But he then is going to use Mark Wahlberg as the fall guy because he thinks he's a criminal. Here's where the movie gets even more confusing. Because his plan is if they can get the $3 million and then they get arrested... The $3 million can be used as evidence because it's evidence of the robbery and then they can trace where it came from and they'll find out it came from Poppy and then they can get him on tax evasion and, and Rico and all this shit. So it kind of makes sense. Here's the second part. Mark Wahlberg's character has apparently been working undercover for I think a, a, two years, a year or two as some sort of criminal working with Denzel Washington's character for 10 months so he can eventually ask him to rob this bank. Why did he have to wait 10 months? And his plan is that guy, his the general, knows that the money's in there from the CIA. So it, like the whole movie makes no sense. This guy greenlit an undercover operation, which I don't think the Navy does, for, for still, 10 still. Still wondering what in God's name they thought the jurisdiction was for the Navy to authorize. <laughs> to like they, authorize they, in, they almost in, in went to explaining it. Undercover yeah. truck. And I was like, I don't think that's what the Navy does. Like, because, I mean, I get the Navy probably does like under, but I'm like, I'm sure it's like to stop terrorism, not just like. We have other people whose job it is to, you know, go after drug dealers. Yeah, they're called the any DEA. branch of the like, government. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, like, every group of the government's like, oh, yeah, we definitely have a drug task force. I know we're, like, you know, it's the transportation committee, but... Deeply confusing. Yeah. And, 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 like, and, the more you think about it, the less it makes sense. And here's the really confusing part. Why did they need anyone? If they knew the money was in the bank, why couldn't they... Why couldn't he have just sent undercover mark Wahlberg to steal it and then shoot him he Pokes, didn't need you're, Denzel Washington's you're continuing character. to overthink it if they're the navy and they're already crooked they could just go to the bank and seize the money True. under false pretenses and then leave with it why even do the undercover bit for there, who so yeah it is so many and i guess the idea is they thought and this is this is the part that really gets me is they know they're robbing from the cia and that the cia will want the money back so they're like, we'll kill Denzel Washington's character, Bobby Beans, as he's known. And hold uh, on. I, I know there's someone in the audience who just heard. Sorry, I got to rewind this podcast and make sure Pogues didn't just say Bobby Beans. Yes. But 
I I want to save the effort and just could you want could you go do a take it what Denzel Washington's character name is? Uh, Denzel Washington's character's name is uh, quote ready his his aliases uh-huh. are Bobby T. Yep. Bobby B. Yep. And Bobby Beans. All right. Like the and, musical and, fruit. And that made it past sort of like the writers' room and like the first test screening. They they all they're all just yeah. on board. I watched this movie with subtitles on, and apparently Bobby Beans is not meant to be a nickname. It's his last name. His last name is Beans. Because they never put Beans in quotes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when somebody has, like, a nickname, like, the Hangman, they'll put it in quotes or, like, in italics. So, you know, it's not, like, their Christian name. But apparently, Bobby Beans was his actual name. So, anyway, I just want to make sure we don't derail too much from the story of Stig and Beans. Um, Yes, Stig and... (laughs) Oh, God. Um, So, what's confusing is they think that if they find out that... uh, Denzel Washington character is dead. The CIA will be like, "Well, I guess he he got shot by a ghost who then took the money." They're gonna know he was shot by his partner, and they're still gonna look for it. And they only killed Mark Wahlberg's character because he fucked up the operation. Unless they were always planning on it, they never make that clear either. So, like, the whole movie is just really fucking like it's like one of those things where like the crux of the story, if you look at it for more than one second, you're like, "Wait, none of this makes any fucking sense." And then the drug kingpins like oh yeah i really need that 43 million dollars i'm not to be a jerk here guys but like drug kingpins make way more than 43 million like wasn't pablo escobar worth like a billion dollars like i don't think he's gonna risk like uh the cia coming to kill him just for 43 it was just like it was very confusing this guy was supposed to be a huge drug dealer but then was like oh I'll, I'll risk my entire drug operation being shut down for $43 million. And it's just like, I don't think that's enough money for you. Like, that doesn't, that's a lot of money, but it's not like drug kingpin money. You got to pay a lot of people to protect you. You're a drug kingpin. And, and it, it's just very the confusing. C, the CIA, no less. And like, it, I know that we've been mentioning a lot of agencies and people that are all sort of conflicting in this plot, but if you think these characters go from kidnapping each other to kidnapping their kidnappers to teaming up to pretending to team up to teaming up and double-crossing to uh, confronting and then tricking into going to confront a different enemy who then ultimately comes back to confront you with the person you sent to confront them. That's this whole fucking movie. It has fucking 15 of these twists and you are done by four you are just oh, yeah. all all you're all said and done by four you're ready to just move on I mean, to what it, you it, hope will be an incredible action sequence that never comes at, at one point too like when you're just, when i was just like is this movie even fucking trying they go to get the money which they think is stored on a military base in a safe now I want you guys to understand, this is $43 million, $43.125 million, as Bill Paxton keeps reminding us, of cash. Even in hundreds, that is a fuck ton of, of money. And so much so that it filled what, what appeared to be like 50 safety deposit boxes just full of money. Right? They thought that guy had a safe that big in his office. <laughs> At no point was the guy like, wait, this is fucking stupid. There's no way he could store that much money in a safe in his office. It was I, like, I, I it, loved... it, filled, it filled an entire trunk of a car 
plus the back seat plus a duffel bag. And they thought this guy just had like a bank vault in his office. I, I, I loved the idea of of uh, the, 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 the sort of turncoat Navy guy bringing all that money yes. like, into his office in like <laughs> 15 like duffel bags. Just like the commissary. Yeah, yeah. And they're just sort of like, oh, what you got there? Nothing. Nothing at all. Don't look over Laundry. Here. I'm just going to put, go put it in that bank safe I recently had stolen in my office. And that you I, wouldn't just I, simply, I, like, hide it somewhere or take it to, like, your home or some other stash yeah, point. Yeah, a storage like, place, something. But the other thing that I love, too, is I assume this comic was written... I, I know it's not, but I I have to think this comic was written before September 11th. Because here's just a newsflash for you. If you even remotely start driving too fast towards a military base, they just shoot you. Like, they don't wait. It's a military base. You can't get that close okay. to it by accident. Are we talking about the dumb military base sequence? Because we have to talk about the dumb military oh base God. sequence. Because, yeah. Suddenly you, it explains all the the plot of the military people because everyone on this base has been there's like lead in the water or something and it's giving them Something's all brain damage wrong because they ram the gate and then what is it, to be a high-ranking naval base because we learned that the admiral is there yes and there's and, an admiral there in a very easy to get to officer's mess what this apparently reveals is that if you were someone who wished harm on the admiral in this universe you could just accelerate at a gate and drive effortlessly around like three corners, and then just sort of run up a staircase, and you would be facing the the, the absolute top top brass of the, of the navy <laughs> in it an was, instant. Yeah. It was so crazy because I was like, "What the fuck is?" And I guess and like, I guess also, you could punch a guard, and then the the the, the admiral's like, "Ah, you're such a rascal. <laughs> Get in here." Yeah. Also, too, like. Uh, military bases don't start right, right next to the gate. You don't drive through the gate and you're like in the center. There's like a huge gap in between where the buildings start. So in case somebody drives through, there's like 40 other gates they could close. They're military bases. It's not like a, you know, like a fucking park. It was so bizarre. I was like, this is seriously, they just drove through a gate and that's it. Like those guys, as soon as they went through, there's dudes with machine guns who would have just been like, well, I, I, let's and just destroy that vehicle. And prior to this sequence, the two characters exchanged um, a conversation around the idea that they didn't have a plan in, in, in mind as they head to this military base. That isn't actually um, in the script. That's just, uh, those are the notes of the writing crew who were like, hey, Bill, finished. Did, did you have any idea how to get into this base? No, I don't know. <laughs> so, like, because that's what it felt like, was the writers yeah. just, like, hadn't, come up with a plan so they decided that they didn't need one and that you could just be cool enough to get all the way to your it's, objective it's awesome yeah and then like their plan was his plan was like you get out and get the money again it's 43 million dollars how was denzel washington gonna carry it out by himself later we see it fills the box spring of a king-sized bag <laughs> that's a lot of money how is one guy gonna walk that out of a military base by himself one guy who had just set off every alarm, yes. you know, at, yeah, at a yeah. base. You've also now got the entire base on lockdown. No one, no one's gonna leave. I love too that they just—he just walks off the base because he's in a uniform. It's like, yeah, they don't let anybody leave. If that happened, the base would be completely locked down. No one would be able to leave. He also had no plan to getting into this safe. They didn't bring anything. They didn't yeah. have any gear or equipment. Thank you God don't... that guy was in his office. 
But he also probably wouldn't have been in his office if there was a five alarm like emergency across yes. the base. So like, the <laughs> that plan, is great. The plan had no conclusion. Like they're just kind of like walking into that, the sequence. That was the most amazing part. A I van, can't believe a it. A van runs through a gate and enters the military base. The MPs and the people on guard lose them. A five-star jet or admiral is just eating like a burger in a mess hall and there's no alarms, there's no extra guards. It's like, well, I mean, it was probably just a dare. They probably just left after the Katrina. He's also so funny. He's also eating with like like conservatively like 12 people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like as as Mark Wahlberg breaks in dressed in civilian clothes and acting like a madman, they're all like, "Hey, you can't be in here with the person that we're sworn to protect. I love the way, too, he's just like, I've never gone into an officer's mess, so you know this must be important. And he's like, all right. It's like, I don't, that's not a persuasive argument. And, and, and the, the whole the whole base would be alerted to the fact that this guy drove in here uh, with his civilian vehicle, like, damaging base property and, like, also, causing yeah, a like, firefight. I assume and then dropped name? off an accomplice somewhere. Well, then what's crazy is the Admiral's like, your jacket says you're AWOL for six months. He didn't look that up anywhere. So, like, this guy's that day-to-day on every every officer, every, every Navy personnel he has, he knows they're exact. And he's like, we'll just say the other guy's AWOL. And it's like, this is your plan? Like, it, it was also, like, every person they met was corrupt. And I was just like, well, who am I supposed to like here? Everybody's a dickhead. Yeah, and I, at this point... The- it almost felt like the the, sh- the the movie was like trying to make like another statement about you know the, like oh we're just a, a corrupt you know agency looking to cover up yes. and protect ourselves like they, they have that sequence which goes nowhere because they never return to it there's sort of that sequence you mentioned earlier where the crime boss is like talking to the CAA guy who who usually in, in any other movie would have the conversation would be like we're the same guy only you got a badge you know that's like a yeah. classic bullshit action movie conversation they barely have that conversation and then they just move on and it's never returned to like it, it's, it's so weird and, and like I said at one point they try to make like the drug dealer have like this real like moral high ground stance and it's like you you cut a guy's head off in an early <laughs> Like, yeah. why, are, why is this happening? Why aren't you having anyone else deliver some of these lines? And, like, what is the point of this? Because they're like, you have to you have to sneak across the border. It's like, no, they won't. You guys have been driving back and forth across this thing. Like, it's a like it's an on-ramp. Like, if it was this easy to get in, there wouldn't be a need for coyotes. People would just walk across to the guards and be like, what's up? And then... Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg are both listed by agencies as being wanted, but yet they just walk around, I think, I guess, California, New Mexico. I couldn't figure out where they were supposed to be in the United States. But they just walk around like nothing's happening. Yeah, it was so weird. Their behavior is effortless, you know, the entire film. Every scene, they just sort of like... And this was no more uh, shown than than the finale, where... (laughs) where they're surrounded by like all five groups that they've they've pissed off and they just, they just manage to sort of like spin oh my god yeah, they, do, the they do the uh, what is it man tornado i just can't get over it. i mean I, all the of this end, that that end i was like this is his plan it, it's it's absolute furious. the writers wrote that in with a note that said we'll punch this up later and then they went to go like 
get a pizza no, and they forgot they, about it. They wrote that in and and then somebody put down Oscar and they put a question mark. Yeah, that that's got to be it. Yeah. Cuz the end like he said the corrupt navy shows up, the drug kingpin and then uh the CIA all show up and they're going to kill Mark Wahlberg cuz he doesn't actually have the money. He's trying to pretend like he does. And then Denzel shows up with the money. Bobby Beans. Uh, and his plan is, after he tells them he has it and they walk away, he blows the car up, and then they both pull out guns and effortlessly shoot seven or to ten people, none of whom even raise their guns in self-defense. <laughs> They're so caught off guard by a car exploding. These guys have enough time through, like, smoke and stuff to aim and expertly shoot them. Also, they shoot several Navy people who are wearing, like, flak jackets, and they die. Like, that's not how flak jackets work. They definitely stop pistols. They don't stop anything else, but they'll definitely stop a pistol. It's not like it was just a handful of, of like, of gangsters in a warehouse, you know, you know, in close proximity... Where, where you could perhaps get away with, like, the disorienting explosion and then sort of twirl around and shoot people that are no more than, like, 20 feet away from you. They are outdoors yeah, in a large so, open pavilion with with zero things to cover them. The explosion goes off. They are covered 360 degrees by some armed cartel with assault weapons, uh, by the a CIA, Navy a, a Navy sniper, multiple Navy, like, 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 like combat uh, uh, vets, like, behind machine guns like stone stone concrete cover with machine like i mean i'm not trying to be like a gun nerd or anything but they've died they've they've died accidentally shooting someone would have hit them also the fact that mark Wahlberg turns around with a pistol and shoots a guy who's like up on a roof like a hundred yards away my god partially by cover and that guy has no reaction it's like the explosion definitely wouldn't have thrown that guy. He's so far away. I get, like, the drug cartel and the CIA. They were right next to it. But the Navy guys are, like, in defensible positions behind cover. They're just going to be like, oh, I guess just start firing. The CIA also has use of a a, a, helico- a, a combat helicopter, which they've got a door gunner on, uh, lighting up the scene, who proceeds to miss every single potential yes. target he has access to before he doesn't even hit like one of the like the gentry in the background, like one of the like the generic uh, navy guys, one of the generic drug cartel guys. This guy should not be in a helicopter ever. It's terrible. I also, I'm pretty sure, at least, at least like com like tomahawk choppers have like armored glass. You know, I don't know I would, what these I, do. Here's the thing, yeah. Like, here's the other. But thing. a low caliber handgun round probably won't go through one and kill the kill the pilot. Even if it so. could, again, this is a helicopter. It, it's probably like 300 feet in the air at least, maybe 75. Eight. Like handguns are accurate, but they they lose velocity pretty fast. Like you know what I mean? Like here's the frustration. Really far shot. Like couldn't he have picked up a, a rifle and done that? Why did he have to still be using a pistol? It just didn't make any sense. Movie after movie, there are sequences where a, a character that you like is going up against a helicopter, and in almost every case, there's like a clever solution, even an absurd clever solution. There are two sequences in Die Hard films in which a helicopter is is uh is pitted against the hero uh you know i i mean in in the conclusion of die hard with a vengeance there's a helicopter in which his partner uh shoots the um 
like a like a a, a power line above the uh, yeah above yeah. the helicopter and it falls into the blades. And you know why I like that? Because it's a, a creative solution. We love seeing creative solutions in movies. In another one, he ramps a car off of a toll booth into a helicopter that's flying pretty low. Ludicrous, but at least it's a uh, concept that I've not I seen. Bl- I believe you're missing Die Hard 1. There's a gunship on the roof, and he just runs away from it because it's a gunship. That's also <laughs> true. There's lots of good scenarios up in, the rough in which the hero is presented with the obstacle of, of, of a, a much more challenging threat. This movie was Mark, Mark Wahlberg, a Navy officer, quips and just sort of shoots a helicopter out of the sky well, it, with it, no effort. And here's, like, the confusing thing. He appears to be, like bullseye like he's always like i never miss i can't miss i'm so good it's like why did you why were you a petty officer in the navy why didn't you join special forces or why weren't you like a marksman somewhere like if you're this good of a shot why are you undercover you know what i mean it just makes no sense yeah you should be like a marine like shooter in the movie shooter you know what i mean yeah like yeah like there's there's tons of branches of the military where you can i mean why aren't you a navy seal because it seems to be you cannot miss any shot you take. So what exactly is the... You know I mean? It was just very confusing. But we also, as an audience, like our... We, we, we like our action heroes like we like, like superheroes, which is that we enjoy it when they're clever, when they've got clever solutions, when they have a clever use of their powers uh, that, that surprises us. When the hero is like... The, the the action hero is the equivalent of let's say a superman where they just simply can't lose by default the the concept has written them to be you know uh, uh unable to fail it's not fun to watch it's not fun to watch two guys who in any gunfight can just you know snipe helicopter pilots and actual snipers <laughs> while they're spinning yeah. like I, i'm never worried about them in being in a situation of threat because they just have a uh, superhero you know uh, uh plot armor and ability and it just yeah it's uh it's a waste yeah, of my time that is like when you sort of mention it because even at the end there's like a scene because this this uh the drug cartel has like a cattle farm and at one point like they're releasing the bulls and they're running around it's like oh they're gonna do something clever where they like cause a stampede to like make up for the fact that there's so many more of like everyone trying to kill them and they'll have the bulls stampede and kill them four times it looks like they're going to use the bulls four times he just sort of shoots people over the bulls or under the bulls and i was like why are they even in these scenes like what was the point of this it's Chekhov's bull farm you know what i mean it was just so weird. you do expect like scenes like that you know like when like john something clever when John Wick, like, runs into a stable, you're like, oh, he's going to use the horses in a clever way. And then he does. And you're like, hooray! My uh, my stupid brain is, is excited by this <laughs> conclusion. But when, yeah, there's, there's no scene where they enter an interesting environment and then utilize the environment in a cool or fun way. Like, you know, like in a Jackie Chan movie or something. No, they just sort of, like, they just sort of, like, run through buildings and just, like, like do a cartwheel while spinning while like handcuffed and they just sort of headshot five men and then just sort of like quip about it as they drive away in a charger it's exhausting it's, it's also like one exhausting. of those movies too where it's like um, denzel washington gets shot in the very beginning and it's which by the way again by the way i i couldn't get over that that denzel washington is even cool when he's shot 
Like, I don't even remember the line. He gets shot. He goes, oh, dang. Like, he just kind of goes down. <laughs> and it's, like, so, it's so chill and ice cold, even when he's directly shot with a bullet. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, not to mention, yeah, it was, he delivers, it was like, he, oh, he delivers the coolest line, I think, in the whole movie that I really enjoyed. In a sequence that I forgot to mention is also a bizarre attempt to deliver some kind of socio-political message. Like when they're like ripping on the navy and then ripping on like yeah, there's the a drug lot of operation. Like failed attempts to be. There's one. Of, there's, there's one of those when when uh, Denzel is left for dead in the desert and comes across like a bunch of just like Texas rednecks that yeah, drive the two around. Yeah, guys who are like yeah, trying to patrol the desert. Racists that drive around unofficially like rounding up immigrants and threatening them and presumably killing them. That is the implication that's made. Um, and they accuse him of being like a, a Muslim sneaking across the border. <laughs> he delivers my favorite Denzel Washington line, which is just yes. he says "Salam alaikum" and then pulls the gun. <laughs> yeah, when he pulled, it was so good. I was like, ah, oh. he's again so, then, just, he, just, just carrying he, uh, it on his shoulders. When he takes the guns, he's like, "You know how to pray," and he drives away the one guy's down <laughs> yeah, in like the praying. Muslim prayer. Fantastic! It just it cut out Mark Wahlberg. Just just. Just give me Denzel. Just fucking dunking on everybody. <laughs> it would have made so much I guess, Like movie. I said, man, there's this really bad... It's not really bad. But there's, like, this not-that-great Denzel Washington movie called, like, Out of Time or something. And, like, in watching that, I was like, boy, this isn't that good of a movie. But all I could think was, damn, Denzel Washington's just such a cool guy. <laughs> he just... Yeah. He just Brings seems it. so cool. I'm, I'm trying to think. I Like I said, I, I actually didn't have many notes for this movie because I just sort of, like watched it and was just most of the time was very confused by what was happening i also not a fan of like a movie that starts and then they're like let's cut back and uh, let's a, and a let's replay a large section of what we've already shown you uh yeah. within as, you the know, last as, 10 as they, minutes as morty says you know i like our stories to start where they begin not where they become interesting <laughs> yeah it's fantastic it, it's it's, it's true in the uh what I don't even remember that. Look who's purging now episode, and it's true here. Uh, yeah, it's I don't know. The, yeah, the beginning really like the opening scene with them in the diner. I was I I did have a note I remember writing down, which was like, oh, this is not a good sign for the rest of this movie. No, it really isn't. Like Wahlberg's attempts to be charming to the waitress and to have like banter with Denzel are like so forced and really bad. And again, he is like racing through these lines he i and maybe that's just the way he talks like i, I don't know mark Wahlberg, thankfully <laughs> in person but like he is in just a like a breakneck speed to deliver his lines yeah uh I, one of the lines that he and everyone delivers i think this phrase is said seven times in the movie um never rob a bank across from a diner with the best donuts i think, in I think it's only said i think it's only said three times but what the fuck? I mean, I get it, because the best diner, with, the, the diner with the best donuts, is where the cops will be. So don't don't rob yeah. the, the diner, uh, the, the bank across from where the cops will be. I get it, but like they're so proud of it when it's said in the beginning, when they're in what? said the said I, diner. I, I think, they I say think it repeatedly. It becomes like a recurring it's, theme. It's supposed to be like a bit that when Denzel's like, "Haven't you ever heard the saying?" and Mark Wahlberg's like, "That's not a saying," which Mark Wahlberg delivers it, you know that's not a saying i don't know what you, i've never heard anybody say that you know what i mean like it is fucking i'm on speed and then denzel's like it's definitely a saying i'm saying it right now and then you're supposed to laugh to be like obviously it's not a saying he just made that up that's like a dumb thing and then it's supposed to be like a callback when the cia says it later 
but it's not funny <laughs> that's the problem the callback is supposed to be like oh it is a saying see the cia guy knows it but it's not a saying and it's stupid yeah and it's, it's this really dense joke that doesn't really land then, very well and then the end when they're at the diner and she says our donuts suck and he said oh that's great to hear it's like well wait if the cia guy knows that line shouldn't all of their like heidi banks be across the street from diners with like wouldn't that make sense to be like they purposely pick banks people are less likely to rob like, you know what i mean it was just so weird that i was like wait this didn't like you tried to call back the joke and then fucked it up it was just, i don't know it was just fucking dumb <laughs> um I, I i could probably just go ahead and and tell listeners that there's no time um there are many other better denzel washington films to watch um and so i'd recommend i, I would argue that you'd be hard pressed I, I mean out of time was better than this and it was not a good movie uh but i i would say i'll say what i tell everyone when we talk about denzel washington you gotta watch inside man it's a great movie it's peak hip cool denzel ah oh, let's just make a podcast where we watch inside man one episode yeah i mean i'm on board i can't think of a good pun name for it i'm sorry <laughs> I, le- I left a huge gap there for you i guess it could be called inside inside man maybe and we just insight okay. into insight Nah, i'm not good at this guys this is why ben is you know well it would be genius it would be inside inside man comma man that would be the, that would be the entire <laughs> you want to watch our podcast inside go. inside man man uh is is <laughs> really really selling that comma yeah you gotta get a little bit of inflection there on that comma or else the, the joke doesn't sell um well obviously join us uh uh for our next podcast to be released which of course as we talked about is the denzel washington the denzel washington marathon um uh followed by the inside inside man man um if there, if there wasn't actually a podcast that just watched every denzel washington movie i would be like we should make the denzel washington podcast but there is a great podcast called denzel washington is the greatest actor i think it's damn it's it Fuck. it's a great podcast you should check it out man they got a plug they haven't we, even been a guest yet i know we have no affiliation with them they'll Fuck. never hear this plug but we're, we're not even on the same podcast, podcast network no, they they're on an actual network that people listen to. What? But I have to agree. I think Denzel Washington might be the greatest actor. So, uh, any any closing thoughts? Anything else no. in your notes you wanted to go over? Then Don't, I guess it's time to ask the question. There Did are be- watch? there are better Denzel Washington movies, and hell, there are better Mark Wahlberg movies. <laughs> yeah, watch Shooter. It's sucky. There are better Bill way. Paxton movies. There are. Okay, let's start naming them. Aliens. Terminator. Uh Predator 2. Come Tw- on. Twister. Okay, you're wrong and you've ruined it. <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle, is that the one he's in? Uh, you've got mail, he's in one of them. Uh I was gonna say Independence Day, but that's Bill Pullman. I get the That movies. is Bill Pullman, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Like Placid? Yeah, Ben, you Damn bastard. It. Fucking twister my ass. Anyways, would you recommend people watch this? No, you're saying just watch another... Yeah, I'm, say, I'm saying watch... Not, I'm not just saying watch a different Denzel Washington movie or another Mark Wahlberg movie. I'm saying watch any other movie. 
I don't know about any other because technically the first Suicide Squad movie yeah, that's is another fair. movie. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, this was unless you like thought about seeing this movie then yeah watch it but it's not really a movie so i guess if you're like looking for something to play in the background while you i don't know like re-grouch your shower or something <laughs> i don't know that was, something that was on the poster as, yeah something as bad as the movie but yeah it just was i i it was only an hour and 45 minutes and it felt like it was two and a half hours yeah, I would like agree. this is you know this wasn't one of those like weird movies where you know like Sheena where it was like two hours and you were like why this movie was only an hour forty five and it just it felt so long uh, yeah so I I don't think I'd recommend watching it either but if you have something you would recommend us to watch call that a segue uh, you should leave Woo! us a message at any social media Facebook Instagram Twitter SoundCloud all of them are the name of that company slash naos pod uh you there's also a fairly good chance if you're listening to this you know one of us uh, or at least know some other way to get in touch with us even if we're casual acquaintances uh pass on movies we've watched a few movies because people have suggested them uh, we most recently watched the doctor strange tv movie because our friend suggested it and that was real bad uh but yeah let our, us know our, if you have me, suggestions. our former friend suggested it. yes podcast uh frequent guest uh seth chromic it's been a long time since he's been on i don't know why i always want to call him nick chromic i don't i know that's not his last name but whenever i go to say it i want to just make him scottish offensive oh wow you're, you're against the scots that classic ben well that's the end of this episode no arguments I'm just gonna end it there. Wait, no! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>